0: Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beverage and thank you very much for tuning in. I'd like to apologize for the delay in the release of these Hoopods as of late. I actually have three I need to edit, including this one. Uh, Basically, I've been sick and haven't been able to get to it, but uh, you got this one here now and hopefully maybe one again very soon and then one not too far after that. So, uh, but let's get into this one, shall we? Uh, This guest is Jason Waddle. Now, on the show, Jason talks to us about D and D and Crit Roll in particular. We talk about Police Quest, a game from both of our childhoods that I just absolutely loved. Uh, all of us, including Joey and Terilyn, talk about our, our need for original content and how the remakes are just really kind of washing us out, and we're all getting sick of them. And uh, and Joey goes on a, a on a bit of a trip regarding uh, a couple of things that uh, the, the episode is, is named after. So let's just dive into it, shall we? on number 53, with the one and only, Jason Waddle. So Jason, uh, your name looks like it's Avery's dad. It looks like there's a story there.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of a short story. Um, uh, I have a almost 12-year-old son named Avery. And I'm not very creative. So, yeah, Avery's daddy-05.
0: Yeah, that works, man. Whatever gets you on the net, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Everybody, I'd like you to meet tonight's guest on the Who Pod, Jason, and I don't want to butcher your last name, so please.
1: Waddle like a penguin or a duck. You know, waddle. Okay, I would have got,
0: I would have guessed right, but I wanted to err on the side of caution. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jason, how did you uh, find Team Human?
1: Um. Well, I didn't even really know about, uh, Human or anything until about two years ago. I, uh, a friend of mine started talking about D and D and I was like, Oh, I should, you know, check that out a little bit. And I found critical role on YouTube, started watching that. And, uh, uh, that led to joining the wonderful Twitch community and starting to watch it there. And, uh, then I discovered, you know, Team Human and Geek and sundry, and uh, I it was all downhill from there. I guess you could <laughs> say.
0: You're you're a caught up critter. You know all the recent stuff.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I watch it. I don't get to watch it live, but I do watch it every Friday morning.
0: I'm uh, I'm behind. Um, I, I've been, I, I've mentioned on here a few times. The few times I've had the ability to show up on Thursday nights, uh, I've moderated as opposed to watched they're two very different things um especially critical role because it's insane uh in that chat but uh i've been catching up on the podcast now and i'm only at the briar woods that's where i'm dealing with right now so 30 episodes 32 episodes or whatever it is so um it, it took a real different turn obviously with the departure of orion and um liam's uh speech to the other characters when he thought his character was dying and um, spo- spoilers. I guess. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> um, and I've been really, really enjoying it. And investing in the podcast format is just perfect for me. And if memory serves, the comic went out t- today—the very first one.
1: Yeah, it it released digitally. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I'm waiting for a physical copy.
0: Okay, so this is an origin story of the characters, correct?
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've heard about it. Yeah.
0: Very cool, very cool. So um, so
1: you've
0: been playing D&D for a while?
1: Um, I've been wanting to play d d for a while. I've only actually played twice in the last year. So, you know, I would like to play, but I live in a really small town. Nobody else really plays around here. It's hard to, it, it's well, hard to do.
0: What what I'm going to suggest to you, and maybe we can put a call out through this podcast to anyone else who is interested, is how i play is like this um here, here's my dice they're right beside oops, right beside <laughs> where i sit but i play via google hangouts Like the, the my dm lives in atlanta uh, my players live in california ohio uh south carolina we're from all over north america and we we play via google hangout now we play once a month i'd like to play more but um we're doing once a month and, and that works for all of us. We're all pretty busy and I I love it. I, I I wish I could play more. It is a very addictive thing. I didn't start till last year, so I'm very new to this myself.
1: Yeah, I've actually DM'd once and I had uh, one player from New Zealand. I had, uh, I think one from Canada, a couple from the States. You know, it's it's really great to be able to get online and just be able to play with people from everywhere.
0: Do you prefer to DM or do you prefer to play? I prefer to play.
1: I love both. I love making the story and seeing how the players react, and you know, I also love you know being part of it, and uh, uh, you know, just being able to enjoy this world that somebody else has created. Mm.
0: Joey Terlin, your experiences with D anD. d
2: Yeah, I've mentioned it before. But I actually find more pleasure getting sidetracked from the main quests. So rather than fighting the Goblin King, I go to the pub and hit on some random dude. And I find that very satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was another one where we were on a bridge and my teammates and I had a game of how far can we rock the bridge and turn it into a swing.
0: <laughs> so like, no, no. I was about like, did your DM look at you kind of like, I got this whole story, and you were swinging a, on a bridge, or did he was like, all right, whatever, or did she, whatever?
2: Oh yeah, the the DM has known me since I was fifteen. Oh. So he knows me very, very, very well. So I, I don't think anything surprises him anymore when it comes to me. He, he's just gonna go with it. And like you were saying, it's cool how we can play with people from New Zealand and Canada and Atlantic, all of that. It's essentially magic when you think about it. If you bring that into the Dungeons & Dragons world, it's magic that you can interact with everyone and you can incorporate that into the Dungeons & Dragons story. Yeah. That's
0: a good point. It's a very, very good point. Joey, you're an old school player. Have you, have you had a chance to play recently?
3: Um, I have not, but I went recently to, I have, I have a sort of a kind of D&D story, um, because I've, I've told my story millions of times, and it's, it's, it's there's nothing new about it, except uh I recently went to Renton City Comic Con, and uh, one of the vendors, my, my housemate, bought the, um, li- it's a limited edition, very rare statue of the Demogorgon. And it's right. the 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 new fifth edition, like boxing and title letters and stuff, and it's so gorgeous that I, l- I was looking at that, and I'm like, damn it, now I want to watch Stranger Things all over again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Carolyn, uh, you're excited.
2: Okay, okay, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. This is so off topic. Okay, Joey, did you know they are rebooting Sabrina the Teenage Witch. A dark and, and twisted I'm dude.
3: not interested whatsoever.
2: Come on. Whoa. Out of everyone, I thought you'd be into it. It's witches. It's like charmed.
3: No, not really, because this is spun off of Riverdale and nobody's watching Riverdale.
2: I thought everyone was watching Riverdale. I mean, I'm, I'm not, no. but I thought everyone else was.
3: No. No.
2: I think I just don't even
3: the, don't the, even get me started on Riverdale because I will go into the same rant that <laughs> I have about the, the the you know the new It movie. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are, I, I don't care oh how my. of a respectable person you are, but if you're somebody out there praising the awesomeness of It, I don't think we can talk for a little while because that movie. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> what have I started? I wanted to I kill
3: Skarsgård so much. He, When he started talking as a clown on, on screen, like, when okay, here's the thing. I'll give him credit on this. When you're somebody, like an actor, and I don't know you, and I'm sitting in the theater, and I'm feeling embarrassed hearing you talk, there, there's a friggin' issue there, first of all. <laughs>
0: Joey's probably my my friend who's the biggest horror movie uh, friend that I have. But all my other ones love it. They all do with the exception of Joey. But he has a very strong opinion against it.
3: And and here's and here's the, here's the thing. I know we've gone way off topic. We started off on D and D, but That's you know what? The, the new one takes place in the same time that you know D and D was really starting to pick up with Second Edition and whatnot. And it ties to Stranger Things, which it kind of has a D and D element in it and everything else. So it's not too far off. Anyways, okay. Here here, <laughs>
0: this <laughs> is what we do in the hoopod, man. We take left turns all the time.
3: I I need to throw out there that. Okay, first of all, no. It has nothing to do with nostalgia for the first film because even the first film missed a couple things from the book. Well, I mean, quite a few. You can only fit so much of the book in in a two-part movie, even when they did Harry Potter. Now, it has nothing to do with nostalgia. It has to do with the fact that the movie just expects me to accept what's happening on screen and be okay with it, and I wasn't. Like, and they're trying to throw this whole... Like, people are defending this, trying to say, well, it only exists in the minds of kids. Um, I'm sorry, pardon the French, but no. It does not fucking only exist in the minds of the kids in the story. It is supposed to be the same iteration for 90% of the time, even to adults. So, that's where I had the issue with that. Then, on top of that, they gave other characters, other characters, strong points And then what the hell was it making? trying to make some comedy relief with the kid being a fan of New Kids on the Block? I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. It wasn't funny. I'm sitting there. I'm like, really? Really? Of all the things you had to make him a fan of was fucking New Kids on the
0: Block? Okay, so there's one topic that is off-limits on the Who pod, and it's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. (laughs) That's what I might take away from this. So in short, (laughs) I
3: I probably won't be checking out the new reiteration of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, not because, and again, with that one, no, not because of nostalgia reasons, but simply because it's being done by the same team who does Riverdale, and I don't even like Riverdale. So, no.
1: I think that... uh... I think that that today there's too many people trying to just remake old things. Nobody has new and original ideas anymore. It's it's getting boring.
2: Mm. Well, I mean... Do you know what happened when I submitted my book before it got published? They rejected it because it was too original. I kid you not. Their exact words. And I thought this is BS. We are craving original content because Hollywood and, and books for that matter, keep spitting out the same old oh, crap. That's why we're rebooting everything. It's really frustrating. Anyway.
0: Well, the problem, the problem is, is this rebooting thing makes people money and that's when it needs to stop. Like you got, you, if you want original content, you got to stop paying for the rehashes. Um, I think, you know, if you live long enough, you've seen the same story told 30 times. Um, I think is, is, a, is a quote that I've, I've seen. Like Romeo and Juliet has been told more times than you could possibly imagine. They just rebranded in different ways. Um, it, it's I, – I agree. I like new stories. Uh, sometimes you watch them, they're like, that's fucked up. And then you move on with life. But at least somebody took a shot at doing something new. Uh, and I appreciate that fact. But, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing remakes of remakes of remakes now, and, and I'm like, I'm only 40, man. That's like one remake per decade of my life at this point. It's, it's, it's getting a little stupid. Hollywood should just um, stick to
3: doing trailers, because, honestly, the It trailer is scarier than the film.
0: <laughs> Back to It. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing that as an example. Like, it, it's seriously,
3: the, it, the, the, the trailer is literally scarier than the
0: film. Fair enough. There's there's um, some
1: people that say you can watch a trailer and know exactly everything that happens in the movie. Yep. So once they watch the trailer, they're like, I just don't want to watch the movie anymore.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's a new thing. I don't like that, where they basically show the best parts of the movie in trailers to get people to spend the money. Because they don't really care about, honestly, at the end of the day, they don't most people don't care about the art. They care about the money. And it's irritating to me. I remember there's a an old Steve Martin movie where he's uh, a gangster who's gone into witness protection. I think it's called Blue Moon or something. and they have this this bit where he's like going through like small town white America and he's shopping and somebody bumps into him and he just says and the trailer shows the scene says something along the lines of, Hey, watch where you're going. And in the movie, it's like, "Hey, fuck you," sort of idea. And I remember watching that, going, "Oh, that's not what he said in the trailer." And I'm going, "Nice, they showed the scene, <laughs> but they changed the dialogue to the better stuff." Which I was like, "Oh, at least somebody had some thought process to that." But uh, um, but I think we're all in agreement. So the rehashing needs to go. I mean, it's part of the reason why I live in the web medium as much as I do now, because almost everything done in the web medium is new. You know, people are inventing it as we go on. And uh, it's where the innovation is. And, you know, I think a lot of big budget studios are looking at the web going, oh, man, they're getting all the ideas now. We need to buy them and make them do things our way so that we don't have to change. And, you You know, know.
1: that's uh, that's one thing about D&D is like with the modules, like with Curse of Strahd or uh, the new Tomb of Annihilation, you can have three different people try to tell the same story, but it comes out completely differently. And that's just, I mean, it's great. You can, I mean, you can play one game after another and not have the same game.
0: Well, I don't know if you can play the same game at d It's just, it's too dynamic of a game. And that's what makes it great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a big game of improv. And I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know why it took me as long as it, I did to try it. I, I tried a Star Wars role-playing game when I was in my 20s. And I, I rolled the dice five times in that game, and I rolled three ones, a two, and a seven. Um, and I was just like, this sucks. And my buddy's like, no, 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 you're just rolling bad. And I'm like, no, this sucks. And I didn't play again for like 15 years. And now kind of the resurgence and you know, kind of listening to Critical Role but not really, and seeing all these people getting really excited about it. And I, I don't know if there's anyone who's sold the game better than the cast of Critical Role in the history of it. Um, but it brought me in, and now I'm just loving it, loving every second of it.
1: Yeah, uh, back before Critical Role, I I didn't even know a D20 exists, and now I have like twenty sets sitting right you know behind me.
0: It's <laughs> I went to a convention. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna so spend so much money on dice, and I didn't because the ones I wanted to get were metal dice, and um, I just said, nope, nope, too expensive. Walk away, walk away. Uh, I still almost did it a few times, but I didn't. And <coughs> so good, good on me, but. I still want dice.
3: <laughs> yeah, when I went to yeah. uh, KublaCon in 2007, it's a, it's a tabletop gaming convention uh, in San Francisco. And I remember when I went there, and I was able to get like a ton of dice for like, you know, like say 10 bucks. Like you fill this giant cup, oh. and you can get it for like five, 10 bucks, whatever. And you go to conventions now, dice is such a huge thing that it's like 75. Yeah cents for a d4 and it's like $3 yeah. for a d6. And I'm like w- what the hell? Like I can get an entire chess set le- for less than what it's going to cost for me to make
0: one by hand. And this in this w- in this set of one set of dice is like eight bucks. Yep. And like every everybody needs to get one of those to at least start because d d uses a bunch of different dice d- or dice, sorry. Um, but, yeah, th- they had the bin. The bin that everybody, I've heard talk about, the Dice bin, I show up, it's 50 cents a, a, a die. And I'm like, first of all, these all suck. Um, secondly, it's it'd be near impossible to get a full set out of this bin. That's probably the point. And uh, the, ugh, the the nicer ones are there. Oh, yeah, but they cost more money. God damn it. <laughs> so, uh, Dice is an addiction. Uh, besides D&D, Absolutely. what... what <laughs> i'll leave it alone um <laughs> <laughs> um do you, no um distracted now besides D D, <laughs> uh what are some of your other passions
1: um i love video gaming i play on the ps4 i stream on the ps4 um oh. me and my son have been getting into uh, munchkin uh, right. He loves it. I love it. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to start ordering all the expansions. Uh, if anybody hasn't played it, go buy it. It's great. Um, we love just, you know, board games, video games, anything nerdy. I've been getting into comics lately. Uh, I've been reading a lot of uh, uh, the Lumberjanes, and uh, I want to get into to uh, Squirrel Girl is the next one I want to order. Uh, just basically anything nerdy, you show it to me, I'm gonna love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Um, have you always embraced your uh, geeky geekier side, or, or is it a later in life thing?
1: Not really. Not until like I discovered the Critical Role and you know other D and D shows back. You know I used to be just a redneck, go out mud and you know, have some fun. And uh, now I'm like, hey, this is a lot more fun. I mean, yeah. hanging out with friends, reading comic books, playing games. This is, you know, this is great.
0: And, uh, There's been a lot more social acceptance towards it as well, which helps. Um, but, I mean, t- for it to be get to that stage, a bunch of people just said, I don't give a fuck anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, I went to my I went to my very first convention at thirty seven. You know, at, at 37, I was, you know, in most people's eyes, too old for the con. Now I, I go to all the ones I can. And, I, you know, and more, pe- more and more people are showing up that are, you know, my age and, and, and even older. And, you know, they're bringing their families, they're bringing, the cosplaying together, and they're just enjoying the. That's it, the thing I love about cons, is just people are always enjoying themselves. You know, and yeah. it's just a bunch of people that repress, repress, repress. And then they go to this one place. and They're like, whatever I do, whatever I love, nobody judges me here. This is awesome. Um, and they can, you know, be able to play that world. But uh, what are you streaming right now? What's what's your game du jour?
1: Oh, I've still been playing The Division. Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it, it sucks. It sucks. It's not a very good game. I still love it. I still play it probably... Twenty hours a week. I've got almost thirteen days into my main character right now. I mean, I just absolutely still love it. It's a very good game.
0: And we'll get we'll get into the promotion promote <laughs> promotional section at the yeah. end. But what's your what's your Twitch channel for anyone who uh, who who's listening right now? Uh,
1: well, I just changed it right now. It is janitor_j. janitor underscore um, j.
0: Janitor underscore j. Okay.
1: Yeah, J J A Y, not just the letter J.
0: J A Y. J-A-Y, so yeah. Well, well, we'll replug that near the end, but for anyone timely, there's there's the... And, and when do, how often do you stream and when do you stream?
1: <laughs> Not very often right now. Um, I work overnights, so it's hard to stream. Uh, when I get home in the mornings, I'm too tired to do it. And uh, I usually try to do it early Tuesday morning and early Wednesday morning, from midnight to 8 o'clock is when I try to go.
0: So um, how do you find working nights? I did it for one month of my (laughs) life, and I hated it. I've been doing
1: it for almost nine years, and I still hate it. Oh. But uh... it pays more than working days, so I tolerate it.
0: (laughs) See, for me, it was uh, I was hired part of a team, and for one month of every year we had to do overnights. And the other 11s were days. So I I was getting paid the same to do that one month of overnights than I was for my day shifts. The problem is, is my very first month of work was overnights. And that was it. I like I was two shifts in the night with my wife, I would be coming home from work, and she'd be waking up to go to work. And, and we did that Monday through Friday. (laughs) And it was like, Nope, this sucks. Don't want this job anymore. Um, So I I didn't last too long doing it. It's just not
1: me there's not many people that can handle it of the last five people that we've hired. Only one of them has stayed.
0: Yeah. And yet I found the guy right near the end of mine who actually loved the overnight shift. He was a single guy. He had nothing to, to worry about. And, and he actually preferred it because it was light work. Like that, that was the big thing is, you know, we were working in a hospital overnight and I maybe took in that one month, six calls. Um, one of them, I had to go into the ER because I, I'm an IT guy. The uh, uh, the computer blue screened during a guy who had been shot multiple times open heart surgery. And uh, so I, I have to gown up, go into the room, and I mean l- <coughs> luckily for me all I had to do was reboot the computer and it was fine. But uh, like to my right was a guy open wide up as they were picking pieces of bullets out of him. And I was like, hmm, don't see that every day. <laughs> but... Uh, um, well, I,
1: I just work retail, so I don't see anything quite like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, retail overnight. Mm. I, mm, not for me. <laughs> yeah, all,
1: all, all of the undesirable people come in on overnights. All the people that are tweaked out, all the people that are drunk. It's not a fun job.
0: <laughs> so you have some stories.
1: I could tell quite a few stories, yeah.
0: Is there one you want to share with us or no? Oh,
1: there's lots of stories about people coming in trying to describe what they want, but they have no idea what it's called or what it looks like. And I have to try to decipher what they're trying to say. And it's... Or uh, a lot of people come in wanting... Uh, the, the little bitty baggies, you know, like the little, well, you, you know what little bitty baggies are made for, or uh, yes. used yeah. for. For a putting things like, inside. Yeah, a lot of people come in trying to find those. I'm <laughs> like, I know exactly what you're using them for. You're not using them for crafting.
0: <laughs> just go to Michael's during the day, dude. Nobody's going to ask questions. <laughs> well...
1: The store I work at is pretty much the only real store in town. So we get Uh, everybody coming in. Or, uh, 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 there was one story of a, uh, a young kid, probably five years old or so, had to go to the bathroom, but couldn't quite make it. So just squatted right in the floor and peed all over the floor. No. And of course, I'm the janitor. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, oh. there's, I, I could tell you hundreds of stories like that, but this podcast isn't
0: long enough. Oh, <laughs> you know, I, I, my time in an amusement park, I, I've dealt with quite a few bodily fluids from people peeing in seats and puke. I, I've been puked on, um, while working at the amusement park. It, I'll, I'll take a little bit of a tangent here. So, for anyone who's ever been to an amusement park, there's they call them the great swing rides. They kind of hook you up to some cables, and you're in hang gliding suits. They bring you up about 100, 150, 200 feet. They drop you, you drop, and then you swing out on these aircraft cables. Um, I used to work that ride where I was. and this uh, Gravity won't let people throw up while they're actually swinging, but as soon as they stop swinging, if they want to throw up, they throw up. So... At this guy, we stopped him, and we were bringing him up to get him off, and he just turned to me. He just barfed all over me, like, like from top to – like my whole pants were just covered in barf, and I was like, okay. So I end up uh, going back to kind of our employee services, if you will, our, our wardrobe location, and I'm like, I need new pants. And they're like, why? I'm like, because <laughs> a guest just barfed on me. And he's like, well, don't you have other pants? I'm like, no, why would I bring two pairs of pants to work? I'm like, I need another set of pants. He goes, well, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm like, okay. A guest threw up on me. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to work in these because I'm not allowed to. I can't walk around in my underwear because I'm not allowed to. what's your suggestion genius and he's like ooh. so he gave me another pair of pants and because you have to return those after i wash these then you have to i'm like i don't give a shit just wash them give me something to get through my shift now the question
3: Um, is blair here this is the important question if you had been allowed to walk around in your underwear would you have done so (laughs) that's what everyone wants to know
0: 42 year old blair yes um, 20 whatever I was year old Blair? No. He was still very self-conscious. Oh, that's a shame.
3: Anyway, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you guys wouldn't have liked young Blair. He was boring and very quiet. That's all uh, right.
3: I can, I can handle boring and quiet. Makes sure for... I, I don't have to fight. <laughs> I want to go do something, and I need quiet. Hey, it works. It works.
0: Um... <laughs> uh, True. Let's talk about it some more. (laughs) Fight me. Um (laughs) or was it Sabrina? I can't remember. Shut up. Um (laughs) (laughs) Um, are you a Halloween guy at all, Jason?
1: Not really. I I really don't I'll pass out candy. You know, I'll turn the light on, pass out candy for the kids, but I really don't care.
0: What do you do for Halloween these days, Joey? (laughs) The
1: better question is, what don't I do? <laughs> oh, God.
3: <laughs> uh, well, because, um, because I'm pagan, uh, and because I also like, you know, the commercial side of Halloween, I end up, I end up doing, like, like a lot. Uh, I do the whole, um, wow, English just totally left my freaking <laughs> mind, um, I, I do the whole, you know, the whole, the whole Samhain side, uh, in the morning, uh, partially at night, uh, Samhain, uh, pagan way of saying Halloween, Samhain, like Samhain is how you say Samhain, the way it's spelt, it's pronounced Samhain, um, but then, hmm. shh, stop giving away our secrets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then I also enjoy, you know, a, a nice scary movie or two. Uh, I usually pick a nice favorite. Uh, typically, I like to watch the original Friday the 13th, and then I'll also watch the original Halloween.
0: Are you excited that um, that Jamie Lee's coming back?
3: Yeah, here's the thing, okay? The new movie that comes out next year for Halloween, it's supposed to take place after part the original part two, thereby wiping right. out... Everything that's come after the original right. number two. And she's supposed to play Seems her to character. doing Literally, it's only yep. like within a few years difference of the timeline of part two. So I'm curious you know, to ja- see if they're Jamie doing what they did in Rogue One with like digital young facing and, and stuff. Like Jamie
0: Lee still looks very good oh, for her age. Yeah. With that being said, she doesn't look a few years older than she did in the eighties. I'm sorry, Jamie. Your, your hair is a whole different color now, um, which of course they can fix that. Uh, but it this this whole rebooting and retconning is it's the second time I heard this. Uh, like you've heard the thing about the new Terminator reboot retcon, right?
3: Uh, yeah. Well, I know I know that uh, what's her face is finally re- making returning to the friggin' franchise, which is like yep. hello about friggin' time.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So James Cameron is now rehelming. Uh, Schwarzenegger is back in the fold, but he has been for the last couple and they've brought Linda Hamilton back. So they're basically retconning the whole series that this is technically going to be the third portion of the story, even though there's clearly been a bunch of shit in between. I don't know. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see what they do. I always find it interesting that James Cameron and Linda Hamilton, you know, they did such a good job on Terminator 2, even though they were in the thralls of a divorce, I believe at that time. Um... But one of the best movies of my childhood, for sure.
3: Now, I mean, with, with that one, I think what would be really cool is that if the other sequels were still technically considered canon, and then this new one is okay. Well, we're we're retconning it, but the retcon's actually part of the story. Like all this stuff has happened, but now we're but something's happening where we go back, and we're. We're trying to change the events of, you know, part three forward in a sense, like, you know, you know, know, kind of how they might do like on a TV show where it's like, well, you know, this happened, this person died at the start of this season. And then maybe, you know, they, they go back in time and it, and they change something. And this person's now alive instead of being dead. Like that could be really interesting to see if they did it in that kind of way. But if they're completely retconning it all together without any tie or situation like that, then it's like what the frick is the point
0: yeah i think it'd be a little difficult especially if they use the character of john connor at all because john connor i think has been in every iteration of it um and you know they had a young sarah connor played by amelia clark i believe in the last one i haven't seen it all my friends said it's horrible don't even bother but um I, it not as I, horrible I as we'll, we'll see what they have to do <laughs> um <laughs> We'll we'll see. I guess that's the the only thing I can I can say is we'll see and, um, yeah, I don't know. We need original ideas though, guys. Back to that. I think that's that's still still a valid point. Um, you know, yeah. Or if no you're ideas. going to reboot so something,
3: I- don't remove important vital stuff that that makes the story why it's worth even watching to begin with. Stop changing people's names. Stop removing events that. Are are there for a specific reason? It's Like you wouldn't reboot the creation like, of Earth. It's like if you took out one thing, guess what? Earth ain't gonna be here. Okay, so don't fucking do that to other storylines for Christ's sake. God,
0: like I'm, I, I, I'm like ten years time. There's gonna be a remake of the Harry Potter movies, or you know, they're they're gonna do. Oh, uh, please no. Oh, no, I, no. <laughs> but it's going to happen. I mean, that's that's the road we're on right now is that you, you wait a decade and then you reboot the stories. The only way that that doesn't happen is if you don't ever stop making movies. Um, but, you know, story to this point is done. Um, so those things will be rebooted and stuff like that hurts me. Like all these songs that I loved in the 80s are now being redone and people are like, oh, this is such a good song. I'm like, "It you Okay. Now I feel like my parents, when I was like, oh man, the Stand By Me song was amazing, they're like, uh, it's a remake, Blair. No, nah, no way, no chance. Uh,
3: uh, I don't yeah, see them remaking yeah, I mean, Harry Potter, that though. Um, I see them probably doing what they did, like what George Lucas
0: has done with Star Wars. Right, and with George Lucas, he held that tight to the vest, and if I'm JK, I, I'd do the same, and... Uh, I, I honestly believe she's going to tell more stories in, in, in the world still. She just needs a break. Uh, well, that's much... why
2: she probably started the American Hogwarts. I don't think they'll reboot the original. I think they'll do a spin off of Ilvermorny or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, there, there's a lot of things she's doing to basically wor- live in the world without actually talking about Harry, Ron, and Hermione anymore. And I, I think she'll eventually come back to them. I mean, she's going to miss them, and then she'll come back to them. Um, personal opinion, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but it, like I always said the same thing about George Lucas. I'm like, he's going to redo, he's going to do more Star Wars and he did the prequels and I'm like, he's still not done. And people are like, no, no, he's done. He's done. I'm like, I don't think he's done. I mean, he's got, he's got these stories that everybody loves that as long as he's alive, he's not going to stop hearing that question. And you know, what George did is passed, you know, the IP on to Disney and now Disney's got the torch. That was the only way it was going to happen, but it happened. Um, I don't know if J.K. will ever let go of the Harry Potter intellectual properties, and I wouldn't if I was her. Um, but I don't know. I think she'll still work right in the world. That's, that's a personal opinion. I have nothing to back that up on. Absolutely zero. So besides uh, Division, is there any other video games you enjoy?
1: Um, I've been playing a lot of... Uh, well, I really enjoy the whole Tom Clancy franchise. I've been playing a lot
0: of the uh, Ghost
1: Recon Wildlands. I haven't got a chance to look into Rainbow Six Siege yet, right? Um, but I hear that it's mainly a multiplayer game, so I'm not really looking forward to that. Um, Avery's been playing a lot of Minecraft and Farming Simulator.
0: Ah, uh, yes, as <laughs> uh, do yeah, my the, nephews. <laughs> the Farming
1: Simulator is a really good just if you want to kill time and not really do anything. It's a
0: really good game. It's like every time I visit my nephew, it's I sit down and he shows me his his war his Warcraft his Minecraft world, and look what I can do and look what I can do and okay yeah, I I'm a gamer and I hate Minecraft. I think it is so stupid. That that, I mean, I mean I I know it's a creative toy and okay, but I just know...
1: Yeah, there's people that can build some amazing things in Minecraft, though. Like, Avery is, is 11 years old, and give him a half an hour, and he can build just stuff that will blow your mind. It's just not for me. I'm 34. I'm over oh. that. <laughs>
0: like i remember these graphics 20 years ago um i remember when everything didn't have to be geometric shapes as well um but you know it's it the building aspect of it i do appreciate it's a very creative thing i do get the value of the the minecrafts and the legos and all that sort of stuff but i don't know everybody's got to game their own game right so yeah
1: and also i've been playing a lot of. Uh, I really enjoy games from my childhood, like back in the '80s and early '90s, like a uh, uh, Police Quest, which not many people oh, have heard of.
0: Oh, yes, Jesse Baines. Yes. I, I, I know much been, about Police Quest. <laughs> I
1: I have that. I've been playing one and two. Just, I mean, those are games that I grew up on. Police Quest one and two, the Heroes of Might and Magic, um, Might Magic the series. You know, I I really enjoy a lot of the old games from my youth. Games from, like I said, back in the late '80s, early '90s. And the it's point and just clicks. Exactly. I
0: yeah. I my very first fandom. Uh, sorry, no Star Wars was my very first fandom. My very first video game fandom was Sierra video games. And I played them all. I played Police Quest, King's Quest, Space Quest, Leisure Suit Larry even uh, <laughs> as, a, as a child because I just I loved everything Sierra did. And I've, I've told this story before, but the original, it was one or two Police Quests. I don't remember, I don't remember which one. If you know which one, it might be two. Um, yeah, it's definitely two. So there's a section where you have to dive down in the water to collect yep. a knife, which was a yeah, murder weapon.
1: Two. Yeah, that's uh, two.
0: So... I get to that point in the game and I got stuck there for four months and there's, and the reason I got stuck there is I had a four color monitor. Now, Ooh. four color monitor, it, even though it's water, everything was red. So literally I'm diving down and randomly clicking pixel by pixel trying to find the stupid knife. And I went to my buddy's house, and he's got a 16-color monitor. I sit down. I'm like, oh, there's the knife right there. I can see it clear as day. <laughs> so then I came home the next day, and I'm like, OK, I know where it is. And I eventually just kept clicking, and I got it. And then beyond that, I was able to move past it. But uh, Police Quest was probably one of my first favorite, my very first favorite computer game, for sure. That, that I think one.
1: that that Police Quest is probably one of the first computer games I ever played. And it is still, I play it at least once a month, doing a complete playthrough of one and two. Uh, three was okay, not as good, but I still play through it at least once every couple months.
0: Is, is three the one where it's a cross-dresser at the end? And you have to, no, that might be four.
1: Yeah, that, that might be four, because I, I never quite
0: finished four. So the, the deal with four is is that you follow this, this murder trail, to this guy's house, and you've met the guy, and he's a dude, and all this, and then when you get into the house, all of a sudden your screen goes black at one point, and then you kind of get the spotlight view come up, and the oh. dude in in drag just clocks you over the head, and so basically, yeah. he's the murderer, and and you're like, coming to, and he's about ready to dismember you, anyway, et cetera, et cetera, et Oh, et cetera. yeah, yeah, but,
1: okay, yeah, I, I remember that now, yeah.
0: And you have to get like a hair a hairspray and a lighter, and that's your, yeah. anyway, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played the game that was <laughs> 20 years ago but yeah, they're uh, yeah, probably please... never gonna play it it's fine. no no i could geek out about police quest for many a moon joey hey what's that you got some uh some not so rapid fire for us
3: yeah i got a few i got a few questions here all right so The way that this works is throughout the podcast, I've written down a few questions based on some of the uh, subject matter that's come up. So I've got three here for you, and here we go. Now, you have a very distinctive, sultry voice. Would you ever (laughs) consider writing, recording, and releasing some smooth trucker songs?
1: Uh yeah, absolutely. Sure, why not? Let, let's do it.
3: Okay, well, I'm going to be come. there to get my first copy, Stein, that's for sure. Alright, question number two. Do you prefer a specific color of dice when you're playing D&D? Uh,
1: the ones that I use are blue and silver. The, those are my, my Ooh, main nice,
3: Very Nice. Very nice. I'm a pink dice kind of a person, but that's okay
1: here on on the camera you guys can see these oh nice oh yeah on the podcast you (laughs) can't
0: they're blue and silver guys spoiler alert all right
3: and my other question is what franchise would you prefer is not ever rebooted
1: oh man uh That's a tough one, actually, because my initial answer would be all of them. I want to see more original stuff. Um, Beauty and the Beast. I will say that one. That one, I watched the remake. It was horrible. So I'm going to say never do that again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got about 45 minutes into it. And I, I was real, like, I knew it was going to be a musical and stuff, and it, it's done in a similar style that Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, Phantom of the Opera is done, which I loved. But the thing is, is that Beauty and the Beast did not start off as a stage musical play. So when I'm watching it, I'm like, this is not what I expected it to be. And it was done a little bit too more theatrical than it was, like, a film. <laughs> And Emma and, yeah, and, and I, I remember Watson. I was like, "Oh my God, she looks so tired the entire freaking time. Like, just let the bitch have a
1: nap." <laughs> I I, wow. I rented that because my girlfriend's daughter wanted to watch it, and she couldn't even finish it. She was ten years old. Loved Beauty and the Beast. She couldn't even finish it. She thought it was bad.
0: Well, tough to go against a child's opinion. Okay, um, let's play this fun game again.
2: Oh, okay. I was waiting for more joy questions. Okay, alright. Alright, here we go. So this is a brand new game where I'm going to give you a description and then some initials and you have to try and guess what the band or artist is based on this very vague description and initials. So, for example, if I say Exploding Pet, AK, you'd go Atomic Kitten. Okay. Uh, okay, (laughs) If that makes sense. (laughs) So it's pretty much anyone can jump in throughout the segment and the first one who guesses it wins. All right, let's go. Blow the candles out before you eat the cake. And your clue is FL. Blow the candles out before you eat the cake. FL. <laughs> I have
1: no idea. I am completely
2: <laughs> lost. It's an older band.
0: Fire. FL, blow the candles out before you eat the cake.
2: What would happen to your mouth area if you were to burn your lips?
0: The Flaming Lips.
2: Yay! (laughs) That is an old band. Oh my god! (laughs) She pretty much handed it to me.
0: I just happened to know the name of the band. All right, give
2: us a give us a good one. All righty, that guy's got bad asthma. W. Say it one more
0: time. Weezer all right i'll 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 shut up now <laughs>
2: <laughs> um hmm. i'll do one more stop throwing all that fruit around c b stop throwing all the fruit around c b <laughs> it's it's really quite difficult <laughs>
3: Give us another one, because I don't like this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was Chuck Berry. Oh, God. When he was oh. No, another one. <laughs> I actually think that's, that's good. No, that's, that one is
3: good, but oh, my God. That was right, really give good. Give me another one.
2: All right, one last one. Mm, okay, you might get this one. I'll have to put that woman in the oven. A, B. I'll have to put that woman in the oven. A-B. Amanda Bynes?
3: What? I
2: don't know.
0: No. (laughs) Music. Music. Well, I guess she does A-B.
1: She shouldn't, but she
0: does. (laughs) Uh, Gotta put that woman in the coffin. Oh, burn, eh? Mm.
2: I'll have to put that woman in the oven. A-B. I don't like this (laughs) game anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It was Anita Baker. Who?
1: Anita oh my Baker. God! Anita Baker. Hard. <laughs> I I That's I good. don't even know who that is.
0: Oh, it's another like a I think Motown singer. if Memory serves.
2: Yeah, I'm getting all the old ones.
0: <laughs> I liked those. Those those were hard, but it I liked too them. Hard
3: to play. Check I'm not the, the right range. Age yeah. You did really well. Range for it. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I didn't know what Atomic Kittens were, and that was her easy one last time. I'm like, I don't even... I still don't know what Atomic Kittens are. <laughs> but i knew uh, Weezer. Weezer's right in my wheelhouse. All right, Jason, where can uh, people find you on the interwebs? Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitch at janitor underscore J. That's J-A-Y. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter because I haven't changed my name yet, is Avery's Daddy
0: 05. Hmm. Uh, Classic.
1: Not not sure if I'm going to change the name on that or not. All
0: right. Um, I'd like to thank Jason for joining us here on this podcast. Jason, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, Nothing I can think of, no. I mean, I could get Joey started on it, you know, again.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, then. We'll just wrap this up here. I'd like to thank Jason for joining us here today. Joey Tierlin, of course, for being amazing co-hosts. And until next time, guys, take care.
2: You can find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch, and WhoPod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage, where he streams Friday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube. Just search his name. That's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. You can find Joey on Twitter at joeycouture underscore, because someone already stole it, on YouTube as Joey joeycouture, and you can also find him on Etsy Gator geek chic. You can find Tyrilyn at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrilyn Puxty on YouTube, Tyrilyn Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T y r o l i n p u x t y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.